Hey, hockey moms, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. And now a word from tonight's sponsor. Hello, this is Dan Martin for Between the Buns in downtown Potsdam to tell you about our new menu. It's been revamped with you in mind. From boneless wings, the El Diablo burger, peanut butter burger, a whole section of wraps, club sandwiches, a pastrami sandwich to die for, and we use only top-of-the-line ingredients to give you a higher-quality meal. Come enjoy live music tonight with local artists. Never a cover charge. Between the Buns is your weekend sports headquarters with 14 big-screen TVs at Between the Buns, located behind Hot Tamale. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Blue Line Hockey Club. Episode 34 tonight, we have the usual suspects with us in the house. Patrick, Uncle Lardy Sullivan. What's up, Patrick? Aloha. Patrick's our producer. And we have our local nerd on staff, Robbie P. Peters. Hey, how's your mom and him? Yeah. And our researcher and all-around sports guru, Derek D-Train. He too. Bruno! And your host tonight, Mark, the doctor, morally. No doctor. Oh, doctor. Yeah. Very special guest with us tonight. Freddie, you there? Yep, yep. What's happening? How you doing? Good, good. Just uh, hanging out on an off day and uh, not doing much. I'm just walking from hockey. Trent Fredericks, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. What's, uh, okay, what's you know, hanging out and uh, where are you? I'm um, actually in uh, I'm in Providence right now, Providence, Rhode Island. Well, I'm actually in Boston. I uh, went up to visit one of my friends right now in the off day, so I went and got some some dinner with him and uh, just kind of hanging out here and uh, not really up to much right now. You're, you're in Providence, right? Yeah, in Providence. Yeah. So so uh, it's been going well. We're, our team's been struggling a little bit, but it's, uh, it's been a fun time so far. Yeah. So um, you're a St. Louis boy, right? Yep, I am. I am. Another St. So Louis boy. Yeah, it seems like everybody would get on in, uh, in that age group from St. Louis. They're all cousins yeah. down there, something. <laughs> <laughs> all related? No, no, no. It's not like that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's a bunch of St. Louis guys in my age have been, uh, that have been decent at hockey lately, so that's good. Yeah, I think we had Brady on. Um, who else was just on from Michigan? Wasn't he from, was he yeah. from St. Louis, too? Joe, Joseph Wall, right? Yeah, oh, Joe Wall, yep. Wall's on. Yep, Joe Wall, just Joe Wall Brady. Uh, I don't Keller. know, have you ever read Keller? Yeah, Clayton Keller. Uh, Logan Brown's a guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, had a couple older, we got a couple older guys yeah. around here from there, too. It's a lot, a lot of inbreeding in St. Louis. <laughs> oh geez, no, that's, yeah, no, that's not St. Louis. No, that's Missouri, Missouri might get a better up. That's not St. Louis. Like, no, I'm talking with you. There might be some of that where we live, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 we went. Uh, where did we go? Uh, St. Louis. St. Lawrence. Yeah. Big oh yeah, St. Lawrence. You've been up here. You know what's going JD on. JD gave me the tour. Yeah, no, I'm sure. <laughs> took like five minutes. All five minutes. Yeah. Minutes <laughs> All right, so let's get in a little bit of uh, your background. So, you know, where you went from, from St. Louis and how you got to the uh, National De- Development Program. You were an NDP guy? Uh, yeah, I was an NDP guy. Played with uh, J.D. Greenway, Keller, and uh, we, had a, we had a good group. I was lucky enough to, to get on that team from playing AAA, uh, AAA Blues. And we had a good team there. We had a uh, – see, Clayton was on my team. Uh, Luke Martin was on my team, and he went to the program. I was at Michigan, so Joe Wall is at BC now. So we kind of all did the same path. Uh, went to NCP, and then yeah, Ottinger, but he's not from St. Louis, so oh, yeah, St. Yeah. Louis guys. And then but Ottinger, so yeah, it was uh, it was good, and I made it there. And then we all went to college, kind of went our separate ways, so it was good. All right, so you were you went to uh, Wisconsin, right, Madison? Yep, I uh, went to Madison, Wisconsin for. Two years, it was unreal. Had a really good time. Still kind of miss it a little bit, and uh, still keep in touch with all my friends that go there. And now I'm in Providence, and uh, it's kind of my, I guess, path so far. It's been, uh, it's been a good one. It's been 
I guess kind of quick. Everything's flown by since when I was 15. Went to NCDP till now. So, yeah, growing up quick. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No problem for you. <laughs> so, what was it like to make that decision to uh, to leave Wisconsin to go pro? Uh, it was tough. I mean, uh, kind of leaving a bunch of buddies. Um, I guess college is what they say is some of the most fun times of your life. So I had a lot of fun, but I thought hockey-wise, I thought I was ready to uh, kind of make the jump and wanted to give myself a shot at trying to play in the NHL and still work on that. And I thought this is kind of the best path to uh, doing that. So that's kind of why I left. I thought my two years there were great and I had a lot of fun and became a better hockey player and a person. So it was, I thought, I think so far what I'm doing is uh, it's been good and trying to take the right path, I guess, to kind of make the NHL. So. You miss school a little bit? I don't miss school at all, but I miss college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss the yeah. partying and the women. You probably still got the women. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I, yeah, I just miss the whole. Uh, I shouldn't say I miss it, but I, I, I guess I do miss the whole uh, atmosphere of college and being around college students and uh, just kind of that atmosphere of the college life is for sure something tell, I miss. Tell us just about walking around after class. Tell us about Wisconsin, the atmosphere at Wisconsin. What was that like? Um, I mean, it's a big school. I think it's like 40,000 students. Uh, I think there's 20 undergrad. The actual school itself is pretty challenging uh, when it comes to school. I, I, uh, I did fine there. Like, not, I wasn't going to be a doctor or anything, but I'm still <laughs> actually going to AAA at my, my school. I took a class this summer, and I'm taking this semester off, and then I think I'm going to get back online and kind of chip away and try to get my degree from there. It's a pretty, school, pretty good school, so... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I I need to do it. And just to, I went to read today and read like uh, a couple couple things out of a book, and I can't even read anymore. It's only been a month, so I, I need to keep my brain sharp. I read so, tweets every day. Yeah, don't be listening yeah, to no, Pat. Read, don't don't take any advice from Pat. He took course one like three yeah. days or something like that in high school. So yeah, yeah, no. yeah I read tweets too, but I need to feel, I need to do a class or something every once in a while. Triple A degree. But yeah, Madison's unbelievable in the summer it's, you got the lakes and you got you know the parties are there are obviously there and even if you're not a party guy there's so much to offer and um just the weekdays are fun the weekends are fun it's it's just a good old time at the same time you're gonna education and meeting some of your best friends so it was and then the hockey itself was was awesome our first year we we uh lost in the big 10 had a chance of making it to the uh the tournament and I think the year before that they're struggling so that was a great year and our, my sophomore year we took kind of a step back but this year it looks like they're doing well again and uh the Cole Center is unbelievable the facilities are great the coaches are just uh top notch so I uh I don't do anything but praise that Wisconsin so pretty awesome yeah they have great sports too and football program basketball women's hockey's yeah, really yeah. good they're ranked number one this year yeah I saw a tweet actually the other day there was like five or six teams that were ranked in the top 20 so it's pretty uh it's pretty good they they always are kicking around in every sport so that's pretty cool so you um when you went to training camp with the Bruins you went you ended up playing in China right yep yep so what was, yeah, that that was, was China uh, like gotta give us a little bit about yeah, that Robin Tug experience China was uh it was great it was a sweet experience I was pretty pumped when I found out I was going to China I, I mean this is my first training camp so it was uh, a little bit crazy, and uh, you know, it was it was a ton of fun, and everything didn't go probably as planned. I know we had some gear problems, and but we took you know one of the nicest, yeah, we took one of the nicest planes, and uh, I mean, it was like a 16 or 18 hour flight, and when we landed, I didn't even want to get off. I was like, I'm cool staying on, <laughs> but that was pretty amazing. And my favorite part, we did the Great Wall, and. Um, we stayed at some nice hotels, and my favorite part, though, is doing the uh, thrift shops, kind of going in there and bargaining for some watches and et cetera. So it was, That's that was, cute. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was fun. It was, uh, it was a good time. So you get you got a – did you get two goals in that first game over there or one? Just one, yeah. Scored yeah. one, and uh, I played well over there. It was, it was different kind of with the big ice. We were playing on the – Olympic size ice, but we uh, we won both games and thought it played well over there. And yeah, you definitely. It was, uh, did. It, was a, it was a good trip overall. 
So talk about how it's going now in the uh, in Providence. I mean, uh, who, who are you playing with? Who are your line mates? Uh, how, how are things going? Uh, it's going good. Uh, we've kind of we our team's been uh, we're not necessarily struggling. We've lost uh, probably five or six games by one like one goal or so. I think that was a stat one goal. I think we we're like three. What are we three seven one or something like that? So we we haven't been great in the win column and. We've kind of changed up. I play with a bunch of different guys and on different lines, but uh, overall, I think it's been it's been a good experience. I think my first couple of games, I was a little hesitant. I got to play last year here in Providence, but first couple of games, uh, I was all right. And then I think I started to kind of pick up my play as of lately, playing well and starting to kind of figure out how to score and stuff like that. So it's it's been going well lately. What were some of the adjustments you had to make? Uh, I guess. One thing is just kind of being more consistent. I mean, in college you play two games and and you can kind of be off one game and still be fine. And you're here, you got to kind of have to bring it, you know, every game. Like this weekend we go home. Yeah, every every day you got to bring it. So we go home, away home. So there'll be three games in three days. And it's like less than, you know, 72 hours or you're just playing three games. And, um, I mean, it's tough. You got a bus there, bus home. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely tough. It's uh, tough in your body and mentally, but you kind of have to go out and play three good games. You can't just go out, play one good game, and lay two eggs. So that's kind of something I've been trying to work on and bring that consistency in the game. And that's something I guess the pro lifestyle kind of brings. Yeah. So like when you go from you know college athletics to playing for your school, playing for your team, you know, playing for pride, and then going up to the the pro leagues, you know, playing for contracts, playing for playing time. You know, you're trying yeah, to, funny. you know, the more you, you know, the more you produce, the better you play, you know, yeah. the more chances you're yeah, going no, to, to get to show with a lot of pressure on you, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, in college, you had uh, school to balance with. And, uh, I mean, if maybe hockey wasn't going well, you had school, you know, but here it's just hockey and it's kind of your livelihood now where you got to make money. And this is kind of where all your eggs are in one basket now. So, yeah, there's definitely a little bit more pressure. and. Uh, I guess to make it to the NHL is something I think about every day. So that kind of brings a little aspect to uh, the game. And so that's kind of, I guess, something that's also different than just playing college. And that's, I guess, it's kind of a little bit of the difference. Yeah, I mean, just give it time, Teddy. You'll be in the NHL. But uh, so the NHL <laughs> pretty much plays, you know, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You know, that's their schedule. Yeah. What do you guys do, you know, yeah. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? Do you guys play some golf if it's warm or uh, get some booze, yeah. some cold beers? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We, I'm going to sound like a nerd, but uh, the group I hang out with, uh, we've been playing a lot Fortnite. of Fortnite, actually. You probably get that a lot. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah, no. It's Like today we got outside and uh, some guys went golfing. I actually came down here. but Oh, uh, you guys yeah, we'll got golf. outside, too? Wow. Yeah, we go outside and it's all the nice day. So yeah, we golf. Pop your head out, uh, head back in. Yeah, we, uh, I don't know. I mean, we work out in the morning, we skate, and then we uh, go get some lunch, maybe call a reservation, and it's kind of our day. Just watch a lot of TV. Play Fortnite. And play yeah. a little Fortnite, try to get some wins. But, no, that's, we try not to play too much. Like last night we were playing some cards and stuff, so it's, we try to stay a little bit off the off the Xbox. It out a little bit. That, that game's addicting, I'll tell you what. Yeah, there's a lot of controversy in the Fortnite. We, we ask the, all the younger guys about Fortnite when they come on the show, actually, because none of us are yeah. cool enough to play it. No, I actually... My, my eight-year-old before. loves it. <laughs> yeah, he's the one He's the one killing me. <laughs> Probably, yeah. 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 But, yeah, no, I actually was never a video game guy. In college, uh, my last year... We had like a just a common one where I lived, and guys were playing it, and I kind of hopped on and played it. And I wasn't too good, but whenever I was bored, I'd kind of do it. And then when I signed, the first thing I did was I went and bought an Xbox and started playing it. <laughs> so that, <laughs> I kind of I wasn't a gamer until now, and I'm still not not too good, but I play. Yeah, my my gamer right. days were if I was smoking pot, I was playing video games, but Sega. <laughs> Now that I don't smoke pot, I don't play video games. So, <laughs> so Teddy, what's your, Freddie, what's your uh, brother doing now? Is he still at Miami? 
Yeah, my brother's at uh, Miami, Ohio. He's uh, he's a junior this year. So, and then I got uh, I got an older brother who uh, he just had. He's having a second kid. He had a kid last year, and I'm the godfather. So pretty proud about pretty proud about that. Oh, there you and go. Then, yeah, and then and I've got two younger brothers. So uh, yeah, it's Frederick family's doing well. And then I also have an older sister lives out in Oregon. She's got two kids, so they're doing well. It's, she uh, played hockey. Out there, so no, she played uh, volleyball at, actually at Oregon State. So she stayed out wow. there after college. Yeah. So nice. And my brother played football at Memphis actually. So. Wow. Uh, all spread out in sports here. So, and then hopefully my brother, I got two brothers. Uh, well, one one's kind of adopted, but uh, we got two brothers. Hopefully they're uh, will play some college basketball. I know one's got just got started getting some offers, so it's uh, it's been going good. So awesome. some bad bad genes in that family. Yeah, yeah. No, my dad's lucky. And my mom's lucky. So <laughs> good. So I was yeah. uh, reading a little bit about your style of play and. You know, the NHL and, and hockey in general has kind of drifted away from the, the bigger players and gone more to the smaller finesse guys. And it's more about, um, you know, speed and stuff like that. And um, yeah. some some of the analysts were talking about how you play more like the old school center, big, strong kid, you know, getting your body in there, locking it up when you have to. Is that something to use to your advantage? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, the game's faster now. And uh, it can turn into, I guess, uh, I mean, you see that Pedersen kid's a pretty small guy, and he's been doing pretty well. But, yeah, I like to play the, uh, I guess I would say I'm a big, like, two-way forward, and I try to use my size and kind of stare it up and try to be a goal scorer. But that's kind of my game is playing the playing kind of the full game of defense and offense and chipping in on some goals. But I'd say that's kind of my game. I wouldn't say I'm more of a – I'm never gonna really dangle you, but uh, I'll try to maybe take. I'll try to maybe take you wide and drive in there. And, and drop the gloves, of, right? You get dropped the gloves a little while ago. Yeah, I did. It's a little while ago. Um, yeah, I, I'll drop the gloves here and there. If, uh, there you go. If that's a, yeah. I, I so far I like doing it, but I haven't. I haven't got my head beat in too well to stop me from doing it yet. But <laughs> um, I, I enjoy it right now. I, I actually kind of look for it a little bit right now, but. Uh, it's, uh, it's all fun. It's all part of the game. It's good stuff. No, it is part of the game, and sometimes your team needs that excitement to get back into a game when you're down. And Absolutely, you know, somebody, yeah. somebody drops the gloves and fires them up and go on a run. Sure. Yeah, yeah it, I mean, it helps the team. It, uh, I mean, it creates some space for sure. And, uh, I mean, if it gets them going, it usually gets me going. That's usually when I'm playing my best. So whenever I have that physical game, it's, uh, it adds a lot. So. Nice. How's your golf game these days? <laughs> My golf game? I don't He's know. Laughing. If you'd asked me a couple of months ago, I would have said decent. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to start around handicaps, and then I have to play with you guys one day. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I golf a good amount. I probably golf, I don't know, 30 times, 40 times this summer. So I like I like to golf. I'm, I'm nothing too special, but I, I play a lot. Can you beat Keller? Uh, oh, he's got a good swing. I think I beat him one time at the beginning of the summer. But uh, we were playing at we were playing at the greatest course, and uh, I don't even know if he had his clubs, but uh, <laughs> I think I got him one time. But yeah, I played a good amount. I played a good amount of times with him in the uh, in the summer. So he's, yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Halloween just passed, Freddie. I is was there a picture I saw on Twitter maybe back in the day of you and uh, Brady Kachuk as the Hanson brothers? Is that you? Is that you too? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't see that. Yeah, we were the Hanson brothers probably, I don't even know how many years ago. Yeah, we were the Hanson brothers. When, I think it was like Chicago Invite. We went trick-or-treating in Chicago, and we were the Hanson <laughs> brothers. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good – I got to go find that photo. That's yeah. A good one. yeah, I got to have to share that with these boys. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. So you grew yeah. up with them, right? Hung out at the Kachuk's house and things like that? Yeah, yeah, so grew up – I played with uh, Matthew when I was – so Matthew was a 97, I'm a 98, and Brady's a 99. So played with Matthew, um, and then when I'd go back to my age, I uh, played with Brady because he was always playing a year up. So uh played with both of them, still really good friends with them. Uh, still talk to them, and the, we had a good group of guys. Like uh, Luke Cunningham was his age, and uh, then I had uh, uh, Logan and Clayton and Luke Martin and Joe Wall. So we had a, 
big classes and good hockey sure. players and good guys. So from St. Louis, and we all kind of work out the same place in the summer and still see each other, so it's good. You go back to St. Louis in the summer, Connecticut. Yeah. No, uh, Clayton was actually, I think, in Connecticut this summer for most of it. But, yeah, I go back to St. Louis. This summer I was St. Louis, uh, went to Madison, took that class and worked out, and then came back to St. Louis and then came up to Boston. So I'm kind of uh, either in St. Louis or in uh, Madison. So Nice. What's your next game? Good, yeah. Uh, next game is uh, Friday. Wilkes-Barre. Uh, yeah. Yep, Wilkes-Barre. I think I want to say it's at home, man. At home. At home, yeah. That'll be a good one. Yeah, we play them Friday and then Sunday, and I think we got uh, Bridgeport. I think uh, Saturday, maybe Saturday afternoon, something like that. So. Are you guys on the bus a lot, or do you fly every once in a while? Uh, we've been bus bus on game days, so it's mostly bus. I mean, it's not too bad drive. It's maybe two hours, three hours max. Uh, we just flew to Charlotte this weekend, but that's the only time we really flew. Oh yeah. What's yeah, uh, a, lot of, Char- a lot of busing. Charlotte Checkers, right? Charlotte Checkers, yeah. They they've got a good team this year, so Yeah, I they, think they're uh, they're leading the HL, right? The whole league. Yeah, I, I wanna say they're undefeated. I could yeah. be wrong, but No, I think you're right. Yeah, they've got a good team. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so Nice man. Well, I know that the uh the Bruins have like one of the best first lines in the in the NHL right now, but there's some spots opening up in in the second third fourth line so you know i think there's some opportunity we hope we get you see you what playing for the bruins this year i wish you the best of luck man yeah thank you i appreciate that and uh hopefully that's my goal too to get there so uh hopefully that happens uh one of these days sooner than later so yeah i appreciate it thanks for having me yeah thanks for coming on thanks a lot man yeah, yeah. all right thanks yeah, Have a good, good luck freddie we'll talk to you thanks, later man. Yeah. thanks bro. Right. talk soon yeah, no problem. See ya. Bye. Bye. Trent Fredericks coming on the Providence yeah, Bruins. Another good kid, you know, Jesus. St. Louis kid coming coming into the show. He'll be in the show. He's only 20 years old, and he left after his sophomore year. So, I mean, it's tough to get in the league at 20 these days. Yeah. I mean, for his advisors and his the the Bruins, is he wasn't the only one making the decision his agent and the Bruins are making a decision too. And for them to say, yeah, leave school, you're ready. You'll definitely be, you'll be in the show. Yeah. And like we talked about before in previous podcasts, they have uh, like awesome defense at the, in the Bruins organization and their first lines, unbelievable. But uh, second, third and fourth lines, there's opportunities for him. So I think the organization is looking at it like we get one or two guys hurt this season you know, who's coming up to play. So, you know, that's probably going to be something that he's going to be fitting right into somebody who gets hurt in one of those lines. Uh, Hopefully we'll see him up with the Bruins. For sure. I see Donato got sent down for a little while too. Probably just try to give him a little kick in the pants once in a while, huh? Just uh, some of those young young guys probably, like I know with Jordan, they're probably just, they're just struggling a little bit with confidence. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, probably the GM and the coaching staff probably just sends them, you know, sends them down to kind of be like, you know, look what you have and, you know, look what you could lose. And it kind of probably snaps that confidence level right back up to where it should be. So 100 percent for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go you go back to our playing days, they didn't want you in college till you're 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are coming into freshman year, 20 years old. And, you know, now you have guys leaving for the pros at 20. So, you know, you've had a lot of change as far as the age of players going to the NHL, where you used to have, you know, 23, 24-year-olds leaving college. So it's definitely different. People are getting drafted. They're playing at higher levels. You know, we play with the NDP. They're playing college teams in high school. So, you know, that's all changed. So expect these young players at 20 years old, 19 years old, some of these guys coming in to play. Playing against thirty-year-old veterans, I mean that's that's some pretty tough hockey. Well, I think just the way the hockey's changed, though. So when we were younger, we were hooking and clutching and grabbing, and that's not part of the game whatsoever. So th- these little kids, young little kids, they call them, these. Uh, I guess you could call them little kids, immature kids, are coming up into the league, you know, and getting there they have the talent to get there but they ju- they're just not mature enough to have that confidence to stay so they kind of just 
toss him down the AHL for a little bit. And uh, like Derek was saying that it's a significant difference from a, a pro a day in the AHL and the day in the NHL. I'm talking like $15,000 a day difference. So that kind of opens, opens up their eyes a little bit and um, lets them know. Yeah. And their bodies aren't developed at 1920. You think about it when they're, you look at these guys, they got baby faces, they're, you know, skinny. You know, by the time they're 23, 24 years old, they've grown into their bodies, they put on weight, they're, you know, getting more muscular. Getting a heart on. Yeah, you know, getting more <laughs> life experiences, you know, just getting thrown into, like, flying all over the country and living on the road, and there's a lot that goes into it than just stepping on the ice, you know. you got these young kids turning into superstars overnight, yeah. you know. Yeah, that Pedersen in Vancouver, Jesus Christ, my my dick weighs 120 pounds. <laughs> Maybe your balls. Oh, my balls, but when I don't trim all the hair off. But. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. It's, it's kind of weird. Like you talk to these guys who are playing video games and shit still, and then they're going out on the ice. You know, like Mark said, playing against like 30 year old guys that'll basically eat them for fucking breakfast. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. it's it's such a drastic change from what the league used to be but you see it now i mean uh you see it now even with like coaches man you're going coaching uh coaches are now uh being a lot younger too you know it's like it's just everything is kind of shifting to like a younger person's game you know so it's i guess it's probably cheaper in a way too to pay those young guys than it is to pay the older veterans and stuff so probably all part of it sorry mark um yeah go ahead that's what i was going to talk about too I was just going to say with Derek saying coaches changing, there's a big coaching change. Quenville got fired from the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. And um, I think we were talking about this last podcast. Who could you replace him with? I know they brought the guy up from the AHL, their uh, farm team. That was a pretty bold move. I don't know. I I think a lot of teams are going to do what they can do to get him. I mean, am I crazy to say that? No. Absolutely not. I mean, you bring well, up a, you're trying Quenville number two all time in wins. I think as a coach, I think I think he's number two all time in wins, and you're gonna replace him with some 33 year old dude. You know, it's I don't I mean I don't know the rationale behind that, but good luck, man. There, there's gonna be some teams out hunting for that guy. I know. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I know Anaheim right now. I think they've lost eight out of their last nine games out in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're struggling out there. Um, I heard some a little bit of chatter on some of the stuff I was watching that, you know, he might be the next guy to coach out there. I think maybe his name is, I'm not sure exactly his name, Carlson or something like that is the coach out in Anaheim. And I heard that perhaps, you know, he might be on the chopping block next. So uh, they say things come in threes. So Anaheim coach might be next after a start like they have. They have a lot of injuries out there, but Quenville might be on their radar, you know, like bringing, a, yeah. bringing somebody, you know, they got a young, young squad out in Anaheim and he, Quenville might be a guy that they, they kind of point their finger at and try to bring it, him in. If you're not even thinking about it, then you're not, you know, running that management properly or organization properly. I mean, there's got to be a talk about it, right? Like, should we talk real quick for, you know, a half hour tomorrow about sure. this? I think you have to, right? Absolutely. You don't let it, a guy with that quality of uh, a resume is not going to sit on the market, you know? No. Yeah. So just to go in a little bit on that, uh, with Quenville for the listeners who might not know his background a little bit with the Blackhawks. Um, he was there for 797 games and he had a 0.627 uh, win record. So 62%, 62% uh, win rate, but he won three cups there in six years, right? So the guy put in six years, he won three cups. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Unbelievable. And if you go back with the Blackhawks before that, they won three cups in the last 82 seasons, right? <laughs> so they went 82 seasons, won three cups. This guy comes in for six years, wins three cups. We're going to get rid of him. What the fuck? Yeah. You know, that's like, you look at that, but there must have been something else there besides just his coaching. I don't know if the players weren't getting along with him or if they, you know, weren't motivated. I don't know. There must have been something behind the scenes that we don't know. But he has the, uh, you know, the, the Revs have made a, go anywhere do you guys think it's it's a little bit of luck i think uh, you know how these coaches switch back and forth i mean you know hockey's such a fast-paced game that uh, i think you got to have a little luck as a coach um yeah they'll bring this guy in from the hl 
he might throw a couple line combinations. He's got to change something up, right? So what do you do? I guess line combinations, maybe change up the power play. The goalie's doing well. Um, and if they win, they win. I, I, I don't know. I mean, like Mark said, I guess it's got to be something else, the motivation or how he gets along with the players. Um, obviously, that plays a factor into it because with his record, I think I would have kept him and tried to shuffle something else around. And they had kind of like they, get rid of Phil Jackson, right? I mean, why yeah. would you get rid of Phil Jackson? Yeah, yeah. There's a player disputes and stuff like that. But they interviewed uh, three different players that had been with him for 10 years or been with the Blackhawks for 10 years. And uh, Patrick Kane was one of them. And all of them kind of said, like, you know, like they were taking some responsibility where, you know, the players haven't been playing well. You know, they're taking responsibility for some of the losses and not just the coaches, you know. The players are the one that's, ones out in the ice not performing. So, I mean, at that level, the coaches can only do so much. They're putting lines together, like you said. They're doing the power play, uh, PK, you know, stuff like that. It's not like they're teaching them how to pass and shoot, yeah. <laughs> skate in circles. <laughs> I mean, Chicago is what? They're 6-6 six six right now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Hey, let's let's fire the coach at six to six. You know, he played twelve games or whatever the fuck they played. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I I don't know. There's there's got to be something more to it. Obviously, we don't understand. But yeah, they started out hot and then they um they lost like they went oh four and one I think or one four and one. So like the last seven games they didn't perform, but the first five they won or something crazy like that. So you know, it seems kind of drastic. Yeah. What have you done for me lately? That's you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, that's what it comes down to from management, coaches, assistant coach to the players. The players are treated the same way. I mean, you it's all, you know, you know, what the fans are saying, what the media is saying. You gotta you gotta produce. It's just like anything else. Where I, guess I, I would be I'd be interested to know like who's do you guys know who the GM of the of the Blackhawks is, what his age is? Kind of thing. Is he a newer GM? I'd be interested in all that stuff. But I guess uh, Scotty like, Bowman. Scotty Bowman. Yeah. Scotty yeah. Bowman. Yeah. So he's a GM, and Scotty Bowman's number one all time in wins, right? Yeah. So I mean, he's got to know what he's doing, right? And he felt threatened. Maybe he's going to take over his win total. <laughs> Rush. There's got to be a rush inclusion in on that. There's got to be. Got to be. Rob, what, what do you think? Definitely. <laughs> Another. Uh, Get off topic here. Another coaching situation, kind of, was uh, the poor guys in out in Arizona in an Uber van. The Senators players, I think there was like seven of them or something like that in an Uber van. An Uber guy taped their conversation, their video of them talking about their coach and bad mouthing the coach there. And that can't that can't help you out. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, every player talks about their coaches, everyone talks about their bosses in any other nine to five job. So who gives a fuck? I, I think the bigger, the bigger story is like, who the fuck was this Uber driver? Like, I guess now he's famous. I guess he got what, got what he wanted. What, what else, what else did he have? What was his incentive to do this? I guess to get notarized. Right. So, I mean, he capitalized on it. Any way you want. But there was a big blinking fucking camera in the in the front of that car, and they chose to have that conversation anyways. Yeah, a little, in the front seat, didn't probably a little the intoxicated. Yeah, they could have been. They could have been boosted up. Yeah. yeah, I've been in a bunch of Uber cars, and they all have cameras now. I mean, I think I I actually yeah. think Uber actually gives them half off to buy them. So. Um, helps with their insurance or something but anyways yeah um well i've been in an uber cab and you know i got a couple beers in you obviously and just going bar to bar or to the next hockey game and um you you see it you recognize it but you don't really i I mean obviously they will now but you don't really stop talking and what you're talking about i just you forget about it after a little while and you just fucking say whatever you want to say yeah but like you know anybody that's been on a competitive team has been in a conversation with their buddies about the coach and bad mouthing the coach and you know like you know he's doing this and what a douchebag or they make us do this in practice or you know i don't even listen to him when he does the video anymore 
you know, that's the kind of <laughs> shit they were saying. Like, you know, everybody's done that in private about their coach because it's just like if you're in business and management, bad mouth the boss because he tells you yeah. what to do and you don't want to listen to him and all that shit. It's like you can only concept. bitch about the weather so much. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not like it doesn't happen. It's just they got caught on tape. Yeah. Quite a world we're living in, huh? It, isn't it? It's awful. Yeah. All four of us have been in fucking prison today. So, I mean. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. All the listeners and you three guys, the future is an eye recognition. Buy some money, stock, and eye recognition. That's the future. I mean, that like, Derek's, like just the uh, just cameras and cars now. And like Derek was saying, look at the world we live in. But just to think when you walk to the Uber cab and um, you scan your eye before you get in, he scans your eye and everything's set up that way. Stupid. I mean, these guys just in a car, though, they're just. They, they just think they're having like an innocent, stupid conversation. You know what I mean? Some guy's recording them and throws it out there. And yeah, here, mean, we, ta- here we talk about it. You know, it's, I, feel, I feel bad for him. So I wanted to ask you guys, uh, we haven't really talked about it, but I've been watching a lot of hockey. And have you noticed that the fighting is fucking brutal now? I mean, the wrap they're lucky. Up? They're, yeah, it's like wrap up and fall down. And whoever falls down loses and whoever's like on top wins. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. They might get one or two punches. WWE. In. No helmets are coming off. They throw their gloves off. The refs jump right in. It's like this isn't even a fucking fight. What the, yeah. what the hell? I would yeah, say a, like, I would say a majority of them, yes. But every once in a while, you still get a good scrap. But uh, yeah, that's what it is now. Like Rob said, they wrap each other up WWE and just hold each other. I I think we need to start switching it to fighting to wrapping. Somebody wrapped someone up. Wasn't it Kerry Frazier said that uh, if they take their helmet off, it's like an extra penalty? If they take their own helmet off, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't I know. know. I know just dropping your gloves is an instant instigator, but uh, I don't know about the helmet. I don't think so. Yeah, I just find it weak. I have saw a bunch of fights lately, and I'm like, all right, if I, and I get to sit back and watch this fight and nothing happens, it's like this two-second little pussy fight, and it's yep. over. Maybe the rinks should just start paying, playing like some romantic music when they get pulled yeah. each other. <laughs> or maybe we're just getting old. I think yeah. I'm, kind of, I'm still kind of like 18, 20 ish. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's stupid, though. I mean, I, I'm getting, not to get off topic of NHL, but you look at the NFL now, too. You can't, like, can't even touch the quarterbacks. Like, I don't know what we're trying to do here. I guess it's the safety. The, yeah. Safety. Yeah. There you go. We'll, we'll yep. call it safety. We'll call it safety. Yeah, it's money. They're trying to protect the players because they're paying them too much money. Yeah, you know, people want to watch these all <laughs> all the best players and not get injured and stuff like that. So I get it, but it's it's too bad. I'd like to see somebody get their head knocked off every once in a while. So <laughs> I I see the uh, Islanders are up there in the uh, Metropolitan Division, number one tonight. That's pretty big. I mean, who would have thought the Islanders are up there? Yeah. No picking doubt. up trots, you know. Picking up trots. Yeah. The uh, the wild, the wild are, are the only team in the NHL to be uh, undefeated in their home arena. Really, five and zero at home. Seems like every game they play is on the road. They've got that seventeen game or seventeen day road streak going right now. Yeah, playing out in California right now. But I did see that the wild were the biggest movers in the uh, NHL as far as. Uh, going up right now, I think they went up like six spots or something like that. Um, to top like, to five t- in the league. Yeah, top five in the league. So they were like 11 or 12, and they've won a bunch of games, and they're bumping right up there. They had the Predators at number one. You know, so they're doing good things. They've watched a lot of their games, and you know they've got some good players. They've got four good lines. Their defense is solid. They're getting a lot of production out of their D guys too. The D's yeah. been scoring as much as their offense. So and. Um, Dooms More is than the offense, almost. Yeah. No, they've been Dumb, really Dumba's, well. Dumba's on, uh, he's right up there, the top de- defenseman in the league for points. So, yeah, I'm pretty surprised with the Wild, to be honest with you. I, did, I Honestly, when the first two games started in preseason, I said, fuck, this can be a long season. But uh, <laughs> they're doing all right. I actually uh, FaceTime Jordan tonight. He's in L.A. right on the strip right next to the uh, Staples Center. 
Yeah. Um, the Lakers play. Yeah, pretty rough. pretty rough life. Yeah. Uh, FaceTimed him. He took me out on his balcony and showed me the uh, sidewalk. It's just. Do you think he's okay? You think he's okay? Or? Uh, well, all I saw on the sidewalk were like Amish and you know, <laughs> like Canton almost. I wonder if he's going to be all right out there. Yeah, it'd be rough. It would be rough. All this Hollywood stars and stuff. Well, Patrick, you were out in Minnesota recently, though, too, right? Yeah, I went out to Minnesota, actually, when Jordan got sent down. That's my luck, I guess. Got to have some luck, but I have bad luck. And yeah. uh, it was a good time out there, though. The Excel Center's crazy. Those, they're sold out. I mean, you got to get on a waiting list if you want season ticket. And I think it's two years in advance, but um, it was a crazy atmosphere. They are crazy for hockey. It is the state of hockey out there. And high school hockey is crazy out there. Like um, it's almost like uh, junior B's or junior A's in Canada. That's, that's how intense it is. Like uh, they, when we were growing up, we wore the jackets. Um, <clears throat> the teams in the same county wore the jackets, leather sleeves. I think they're just typical varsity jackets, right, guys? And uh, yeah, and uh, that's what it was when we were growing up. And uh, that's how it is out there, and it's pretty intense. And, I mean, they pack stadiums out there. Um, so Minnesota's crazy atmosphere. It was, it was fun, though. Drank Did you drink beers. it all? Did you? I, I had two beers on Friday. So, yeah, okay. First half hour. 68 on Saturday. There you go. So the, no, the we didn't start drinking till like ten, ten thirty, every day, in the morning. Yeah, we got a late start. There we go. Okay. <laughs> the uh, the Rangers pulled out a win yesterday over the Habs. Um, I don't is know that if you four guys in a row? Is it four? Quitter. C- C- Quitter. Uh, uh, coast to coast goal. That was pretty I awesome. Saw that. I was good. The one guy that's kind of surprising that I've seen for the Habs is uh, Domi. I think Rob, pull one. So Domi's had like nine goals. Yeah, I know. He looks just like his fucking father. I saw the interview of him. You know, they were interviewing him because of the goals that he had. And uh, he looks just like his father. Spitting image. Yeah, I wish he would fight like him. Yeah. (laughs) Wrap well, up, yeah, nine goals. I mean, we talked about that trade, and uh, we didn't really think it was a good trade at the time. And but he's come come a long way. I think Rob wanted to get a shout out real quick for Burger King. Was that a Burger King cup, Rob? Did you want to do an advertisement? Uh, now you have to call and tell them they owe us money. Oh, <laughs> now did you have a chicken sandwich with cheese cut in half? Burger King? Oh, that's my I move. Delicious sandwich, but I did not. <laughs> that's a nice little, nice little plug for Burger King here. Yeah, yeah. You used to uh, go through the line. I, I remember with uh, Matt Burns. Oh, yeah. We go through the drive-through. Can I get a chicken sandwich with cheese? Cut? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a chicken sandwich with cheese. Cut. <laughs> like, damn it! How the hell did they get that? <laughs> so true about the whole cut in half thing though too I, I don't know why the cut in half made it better but it did it does I don't know why you can, can dip, dip it better you, you can, can dip, dip it better it's yeah. easy dipping so let's do another little shout out while we're shouting out uh, Jimmy Howard's actually been playing really well for the Red Wings they haven't had the, the best start but he's been on the opposite end of the rubber and uh, he's seen a lot of pucks but last night he uh, he ended up getting a win. He had tons of saves, and then he won in a, in a shootout. Ended up stoning stoning him in the shootout, and Larkin scored to win the goal. So uh, he's been getting a lot of praise on NHL Network, and he's been playing really well. So another North Country boy. Keep it up, Jimmy. Mark, yep. you been you watched uh, Wade Megan the other day. He you said he did really well. Yeah, I watched Wade. He was up on uh, on Thursday night. He was up for his first game. And uh, he actually played really well. He had some good scoring chances. He set up a lot of chances for them as well. Um, you know, the announcers were talking about how he was playing like a veteran, you know, playing with nothing to lose. He's, uh, what, how old is he, 26, 28 years old, something like that. So, you know, he's not your typical you know, 20-year-old guy coming up from the AHL. He's got a lot of experience in, in the AHL, and he was playing like a, a veteran. So 
you know, hopefully he can, they've got some injuries right now in Detroit. So hopefully while that's going on, he can prove himself and stay up there. I feel like every time he gets the opportunity, he seems to show up. So, I mean, seems like kind of the guy that deserves to be there, but um, hopefully he can stick eventually. Yeah, he's a hard worker. He does really well. I mean, definitely a third liner in the NHL. So I think he'll get there eventually. Uh, Zach Bogosian's finally back in, another North Country boy. Uh, he's played 10 games. He had, what, a uh, lower body injury, I think, beginning of the year. but. Uh, He's got a goal and assist, plus three, so he's he's doing all right, too. So I think the North Country boys are doing all right. Jimmy Howard taking a couple few shots here and there. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of shots. Long season, and we're just getting started here. Yep, and uh, another blue line hockey guy that was playing last night was uh, Mike McKenna. McKenna. He was in. He got in the nets for, for the Sens. He, uh, he went in after – three goals they put him in and they they lost like nine to two so he let in six goals but he saw 31 shots the first three goals went in on 10 shots so he played better than uh was it anderson who who's the goalie and, anderson uh, yeah anderson yeah so anderson let in three on 10 he oh, let in six on 31 yeah so who knows he might get some time up there we'll have to keep an eye on ottawa see see what he does um, that's cool yeah yeah, nine to two. That's Other fucking St. Hung out the drive. St. Louis boy right there, right? Yeah, that's where he's living. he's living now. Yeah. Well, he's from St. Louis, but he's he's in Canada now. I think. Yep. Why the fuck are there so many goals scored in the NHL now? Holy shit! So many games where it's like six two, six four, nine nine to two. I can't feel like I. I can never that's, even remember a score like that. You know what I mean? That's what the, what the NHL wants. That's what do you guys think of it? Do you like that or no? Would you rather have it one to two to one? I think I'd rather have it like, you know, like three, two games, but frig, I mean, nine to two, nine points are scoring more points than the fucking Cleveland Browns in a football game for God's sake. <laughs> I, I just think it's ridiculous. Nine goals. In hockey. I mean, it's insane. I don't so, know. I mean, what's that attribute to? It's got to be the less clutch and pull and grab, right? I mean, more I penalties. Guess. You know, a lot more power plays probably. You know, anything that goes in overtime is got to have something to do with weaker goaltending too. I mean, letting in that many goals in a game. I mean, I don't know. Maybe goaltending has dropped off a bit. I mean, there's there's some obviously elite goalies in the league right now, but maybe after you get um, beyond the upper echelon of the goaltending, maybe the you know the drop off is significant. I don't know. That's, that's I I, th- I think there's nothing you can nothing the goalies can do if you if you're going to take the clutch and grab out. I mean, is it physically possible to keep up with the puck as a goalie? I mean, the way they're passing the fucking puck around and taking a one-timer, I mean, are are your reflexes that fast? I don't think so. It, I, I think the only way they're going to – I mean, the defensemen are going to have to block shots. It, it, you know, when we were playing you, and when it was, you know, three to two, um, we could clutch and grab. We could hold on. We could – you know, give them a little tap on their stick, but they're taking all that away. So the tic-tac-toe passes are so fast with the sticks that they have now. I mean, it's physically, I mean, you, you'll you see a one-timer in the NHL and the goalie was still, the goalie just pushed off. As he moved basically. Yeah. yeah. Pushed off his outside leg going over and it fucking fucks already in the net. Well, yeah, the think, new sticks make a, a big difference. The, the flex on those, you can really, you know, put a pop on a pass now uh, and, and just zing the puck across the ice with those things. Yeah. And then to, to actually wind up for a slap shot, you know, those pucks are moving now. Yeah, they're moving at like 100 miles an hour. I think I the game is a lot faster in general. I think the skating's faster. Yeah. I think the passing's faster. And I think you have more goal scorers in the league now, um, you know, goes to the more finesse guys in the league and less uh, tough guys, you know, so you have more guys that can actually shoot the puck, place the puck. Um, you have defensemen that are yeah. leading scorers. When you, don't have to, when you don't have to watch your back, you know, you're not going to get your ass kicked. You can focus on, you know, making a nice saucer pass or, you know, the, the finesse part of the game without having to, you know, 
fight yeah. for your life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything, everything goes back to what Pat just said. You take the clutch and grab out, I guess, you know, and you're going yeah. to get a lot more goal scorers when that, that part of the game's taken out. I mean, just think of it as, you know, open hockey or shinny in the hockey world. Right. There's no checking. So, I mean, it's you do the dipsy dangle, you do the uh, all these crazy moves, and if you actually kept scoring shinny or – Shinny for all the listeners is you just go, it's called open skating. You pay, you know, two bucks. Everyone wears their skate, shin pads and helmet and gloves. There's no contact. Just everyone. It's almost like public skating, but there's hockey involved. You play with a puck. So if you actually kept score in a shinny game, it would be like what? 15 to 20. There you go. That's what I'm, that's what the NHL is getting to. I mean, not to that extent, but. That's, I think that's a good analogy for sure. Yeah, look how many offensive defensemen there are now. You know, like how many defensemen that are putting up a lot of points. I mean, that's something that's changed a little bit from the past. There's a, they're getting involved in the play more. They're, they're going up the ice with a puck. They're staying deep in the zone. They're not afraid to hang back at the blue line all the time. And they're being taught to, you know, if you got a chance, step up, make it a three on two. You know, don't hang back. So, you know the defensemen are getting the plays. The defensemen are defensemen. Defensemen are definitely scoring a lot more. I mean Carlson being the leading scorer of a team as a defenseman. When is when have you heard that? You know, it's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. But uh, that was uh, Mark and I watched the Minnesota Wild game last night, and just the defensemen. And we were talking about the Wild with the you know the Wild's been putting a lot of pucks on that, but uh, just in the NHL. I mean, defensemen are shooting more and doing more, so it's it's not the typical stay-at-home defenseman. These guys are getting into the play, like Mark said, and every time they get a lane, they're firing that fucker. And I think Dubes Dubnik um, said that you know the shots that are coming through these days are hard and heavy, or something like that. A lot and heavy. There's a lot of shots, <laughs> and most of them are heavy. And these boys are just, you know, back to what Rob said with the sticks, you know, the flex on them. They're coming in hot, and they're shooting it more. So the defensemen are getting a lot a lot more chances. I mean, they, you get a chance on that blue line, you get a lane, and you fucking snap one of those sticks. It's a fucking – Huck's got a little fire on it. Well, yeah. I mean, when I first got back from, uh, you know, oh, playing yeah. men's league again – yeah, we got to talk about I, that. I had a composite. I had a composite <laughs> stick. The composite stick compared to these new, uh, you know, Kevlar or, or not not Kevlar, but graphite. Well, I don't even know what they are. <laughs> graphite, spider webs, one piece. Anyways, the one pieces they're, they're night and day, man. The new technology is nice. Yeah, they don't need torches anymore, Raph. Who's got a torch? I need to change my blade. (laughs) I might have a torch for something else. But anyways, we want to hear about what happened in your last men's league. Men's league. Let's hear the men's league round. Give us the play-by-play when you got your ass. We got smacked. Um, Well, it was kind of a – so we played St. Lawrence Club. And, you know, from right off the bat, their their kids were, like, stepping up and playing bodies. (laughs) So – you know, that just elevated the game. Like somebody uh, elbowed somebody in the face. You know, it got to the point where this kid was rubbing uh, one of our guys out on the boards and he just turned and socked him. You know, it was just, it was that, you know, it was beyond playing hard. Um, it was, you know, th- like I said, he was, they were, they were stepping up, they were playing bodies. They were going through the puck instead of, you know, no contact. Poke checks. Instead of poke tray. Sweeping so, poke checks. Um, so one kid had gotten. <laughs> Here we go. Um, one kid got tossed, and he didn't like it, and, you know, was it, it ended up pushing the ref. The ref just never got control of the game. Um, he was, you know, still on the ice. I had to skate over and tell him to get off the ice or I would drag him off the ice because the ref, you know, just couldn't get him off. And then I skated over to the bench. I'm like, guys, this is a good time to get back to hockey. I said, if we want to keep this up, this is going to get bad. Yeah. 
or we can get back to hockey and, and you know make this make this good. So that kid, you know, went off, slammed the door, broke the door, it wouldn't close, so they had to kind of lean on it to make sure <laughs> it stayed closed. Duct tape. So yeah. So anyways, it, it only escalated from there, and uh, like I said, you know, one one of the guys elbowed you know, because they were playing body. Like for me, I, I had the puck in the corner and the kid just was, it was like an overhand whack, you know, and, <laughs> I, and, and I, it was chopping wood and I kept the puck. I went behind the net and, you know, he was just all over me and then fell and like got hung up, you know, with like his neck right <laughs> where <laughs> he had a neck guard on. So, he had a net guard on, and I made sure to check to just make sure he was safe. Um, but, you know, that just started it. So 10 seconds left in the game. You know, I'm holding the puck. We're we're up 10 to 2. And, you know, I held You're the off. puck until the last the last second I could. I dumped it down the, you know, down the boards in, in deep around back. And I'm thinking that's it. And I just got smoked. It was a full-fledged full hit, you know, and it was behind. undeniable. I was turning, right? So I had just dumped the puck down, and I was, you know, turning to come out of that. Did he run and into you, or he's... No, he, he hit me. That yeah. wasn't just a run-in, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. He put his shoulder in and caught me right, you know, as I was turning, but caught my shoulder. So do you lay down and cry, or what you have? And so as soon as I popped up, nice. you cracked the ice. As soon as I popped up, my gloves were immediately, you know, like butter came right off. <laughs> and the guy held his stick like a baseball bat, oh. like he was gonna hit me. And my eye just go, you know, he could tell he was gonna fucking wring his neck. <laughs> and so he just started. He turned and started skating away, and I just chased him down. <laughs> Um, he, he ran out of real estate. He ran out of real estate and, uh, two of our guys, you know, smushed him into the boards until I could get, you know, close enough to get my hands on him. He immediately went to the, to a turtle. Uh, and so I just ripped the back of his helmet off and threw it down the ice and then smushed his head into the ice. There you go. I was, you know, I was a lot of things flash through my, my head at that point, obviously. <laughs> Thank God, um, you know, smushing his face into the ice was... Was the only thing you did? Yeah. The, the I, least of what I did, yeah. Yeah. So you fucked up his face I, for his, his day in class at so, St. Lawrence. Yeah, from what I understand, there was some, uh, you know, bleeding coming from his mouth. But. Hmm. It's well, a pretty intense league, though, right? I mean, we're... Keep your head up. For you listeners, the, the skill, the skill is the skill is pretty good. Yes, and that's what I mean. I'm I'm all for playing hard, and you know, look, if the two of us are going to a puck and we meet somewhere, that's one thing. But ten seconds left in the game, that's ten to two, and I got a thud, <laughs> and you know, result of laying on my back. I'm six three, two hundred and sixty pounds, and I know how to skate, so. <laughs> To, to to fall is just not an option unless, you know, I, I somehow put, you know, so it up. So for me, it'd be more the embarrassment of actually getting knocked down. That would piss me off so much to go after the person. Yeah. That's what, you know, my eyes turn red and go fucking crazy. <laughs> Out of embarrassment. Uh, I, I just, Never as soon as that. I felt the thud, <laughs> as soon as I felt the hit, I was like, I know I'm going to wreck this guy's world. <laughs> oh, nice. man. Hey. How about some 2-4 hockey gear? Where's my gear at, man? Sitting right next to me right now. Oh, man. Can't wait to get it. So you guys got all your gear, 2-4 hockey? Yeah, we yeah. got uh, – I got Jordan in, uh, into some 2-4 gear. I actually posted something on Instagram of uh, – I think Jordan was playing uh, against Jake Allen, the St. Louis Blues. So two guys that uh, wear 2-4 gear. Yeah, 2-4 oh, hockey. Cool. Yeah. If you haven't checked it out yet, we just got a bunch of gear here at the Blue Line Hockey Club. It's uh, pretty sweet stuff, sweatshirts, hats, you know, the hoodie hoodie gear and all kinds of cool T-shirts. And 
they do a lot of custom stuff for teams. So get a men's league like Robbie's team, maybe get some t-shirts with blood coming on the guy's face or whatever you need. So get on their site, 24hockey.us. We have a, uh, a promotion code. It's uh, 11BLHC15 off, 11BLHC, Blue Line Hockey Club, 15 off. So with Christmas around the corner, just order some hockey gear, fairly cheap hockey gear, and then put that in, put in that code and you get 15 off your entire order. Yeah. Good. yeah. Do it. Check it out. Get on 24hockey.ca here in Canada. Another good episode, fellas. We had Freddie on from the Providence Bruins. It was good to talk to him tonight. We can't wait to see him when he gets called up to the Bruins. And, uh, you know, some good hockey talk. We got to hear about Robbie's first fight in the NHL, Nord Hockey League. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. So... I actually started that league 20 years ago. <laughs> here oh, we go. Yeah, 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 here we go. Patrick, who's coming on next week? We have true, that lined up, story, up in the air. Yeah, we got the, uh, a scout from the Ottawa Senators coming on. Just kind of talk to him about uh, how he goes about scouting and uh, how much beer he drinks. Is that Flanning? Flanagan, yeah. All right, nice. I owe Flanagan coming on. Make sure you check us out on Facebook. Look for all our podcasts on Facebook. We also got Blue Line Hockey, bluelinehockeyclub.com. All of our episodes are on there. Check them out. And uh, our Twitter feed, it's hot. Sully's always posting stuff on there. So check out Twitter. Until next time, folks, keep your stick on the ice. Tell ya. Will. Keep your head up. Yeah.